through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Porsche Lock, just the true story of three strangers picked to work at a camp together and have their lives monitored. Thoughts of stop being polite and start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them, Pop Pito, the DMV's finest, Virginia's very own, Brock Road Elementary's class of 06, valedictorian. I really appreciate that you officially like integrated that into your nickname now is the fact that you are a prior valedictorian. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's like less than half percent of the world. It's, it's definitely less than 1% of the world can state that they are valedictorian. So I'm sorry I'm better than you. Niggas. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, if you think about it, people can get like PhDs, they can become doctors, lawyers, but not everybody can become a valedictorian. Absolutely. Like, the next person I talked to who went to an Ivy League or has an Ivy League degree, I'm going to flat out ask. It's cool and all, but I heard you were third in your graduating class. I was valedictorian. Yeah, let us know how that goes. Huh? I said, yeah, let us know how that goes. They can't argue with that. It's fact. All they'll be able to say is, you know what? You achieved more in me than life than I'll ever be able to. Uh, um. So, yeah, we're back. Another week. Um, before we start, a couple, couple notes. Um, whatever you're listening to, you know, Spotify, Apple, just hit that subscribe if you're on Apple, or even if you're not, just go leave us a nice little review, a little five-star rating. We very much appreciate that. Second... Uh, I think we've got a giveaway coming soon. That'll get ironed out officially, and it'll probably come out with this week's episode that you're listening to right now. We'll give away the merch, probably free t-shirt, reimbursement, something like that. Maybe a tote bag if you really want them because they kind of look fire. I don't know. So that'll be a thing. And uh, just a couple things I want to address personally. I was in a slight painting competition yesterday. Not a competition, just for some fun. Um, I kind of got sandbagged by Anna. She kind of, uh, I think she did the classic undersell that she wasn't going to be good at painting and was hyping myself up. And then I just got hit as if a tractor trailer came and hit me on the side and got blindsided by an incredible painting. So you really can't trust anybody out here nowadays. That's, that's my main point. It really be your people. It really be your people. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a real shame. Um, I'll put up my finished product. I'll probably finish it today, and then I'll probably edit this podcast tomorrow because I'm trying to finish this painting. So I'll put up a comparison, maybe a little poll. We'll see who the real winner is at the end of the day. Please do. Yeah. Um, second, so I told you guys um, that I had a list as a topic, and I, I didn't give you any more context because I didn't really want to spoil it. Okay. So this past weekend, Anna was cleaning out her room. Mm. And um, she came across this list that she wrote. I think we've determined that it was either like seventh or the beginning of eighth grade when she was in Wisconsin. And this is Anna's 30 before 30. So this is, this is 30 things she wanted to do before she was 30. Now, before I start, I want to know, do you guys want to hear all 30 or do you just want to hear the highlights? Highlights. Um, I probably do not want to hear all 30. Just give me what you consider the highlights. All right. I'm just going to give you some context of where we were at, like mentally. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, a number two, just an easy one, slide down the bowling alley. So every every kid's dream, I guess, is to slide down it at one point. Um, no, but okay. And then you have like basic things like number 22, kiss a boy. Obviously hadn't kissed anybody yet. What? When was this ringing? This was before eighth grade. 
Oh my honey. Yeah. Oh. Um no okay. number four, shoot dynamite. I guess that's a thing people want to do. What <laughs> Um, number six, swim in pudding. Does it specify what kind? It does not specify what kind, but just pudding in general. Okay. Okay. Uh, number 13, jump out of a moving car. Yep. <laughs> uh, before you give us the next one, I want to know what 12-year-old Anna thought her life was supposed to be. Yeah, no, no. Because she thought this was a fucking movie. No, nah, just wait till it gets deeper. <laughs> There's some, like, weird ones where she was, like, she wanted to walk into an elevator wearing a sumo suit. Don't know why. Okay. Um, she wanted to scare an adult until they wet their pants, which I, that was very interesting. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> number 21, get in a bar fight. <laughs> okay. Um, then you have some classic number 26, convince someone to eat a bug, obviously. Um, 28, ride a giraffe. Who wouldn't want to do that? Um, 17 was just weird to me. It was figure out how to do an impression of a Wisconsin accent. I guess she was living in Wisconsin and thought that was necessary. Um, what are the other ones that I wanted to... I think there was... I mean, 20, have a super dramatic meltdown. That's like every day with her, so that's whatever. <laughs> um, 31, kill a zombie. And then my personal favorites, these are the last two that I think are worth mentioning. This was number five on the list. So top five, I guess. Get electrocuted. Oh. Yeah. Actually, don't... I've done that multiple times on accident. And it hurts really fucking bad. So, mm -mm. How do you not... accidentally electrocute yourself? The first time I was at church camp, I was plugging my hair dryer right out of the shower. And my fingertip was still wet. And I electrocuted myself. Um, I don't remember the other time, but it was on a cheerleading trip. I don't know how it happened, but I like to myself. And then this last time was when me and my dad were hooking up my dryer. And he wanted me to hold something in place and didn't turn off the breaker before he started switching things around and like to mom. Wow. Yeah. He <laughs> felt so sorry for me. Oh, God. It was fun. Does your hair get all crazy? Have you seen my hair normally? Yeah, so I was wondering if it just got amplified. Oh, no, it just stays the same. <laughs> All right, number three. This is the most, uh, I mean, just if you could see the text, it would make it 20 times funnier. Number 30, pass out from alcohol with a winky face next to it. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> have you ever seen um one of those, like, Coming of age teen girl Netflix movies produced by Netflix low budget. I have not. <laughs> this seems like it would be the trailer <laughs> for the preview to that movie. So he's setting off dynamite her senior year, going into college, fucking swimming in pudding. She kisses a boy, passed out drunk from like what what what, what, what is this? Oh no, I'm pretty sure there is a movie about this. It's Next. called Sleepover. Sleepover. Let Anna know somebody stole their list and produced a Netflix movie on a $17 budget that comes up in nobody's you should watch or suggested for you that is zero stars and a 17% match for nobody. <laughs> the, the thing that concerns me is the winky face. 
the winky face is everything in that sentence. Why? Why? I truly, <laughs> I truly need the answer. I I need context to the pudding. That that is just ridiculous. The pudding, the wish to get electrocuted. <laughs> like what? Just trying to live a little, you know, feel something. And to kiss a boy, her life must have been bad. <laughs> does she have an? Does her Instagram go back to like middle school? I don't know. She doesn't really post on it. right now. You probably have better luck if you're on Facebook. Ugh, I'd have to add her as a friend on there. Oh, that is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know how far it goes back. Mm, let's see. It goes back to 2015. Yeah. There's some weird stuff on there, makeup-wise, though. I, 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 there is. <laughs> oh, you know what? You could always find something about someone in their tag photos. Ooh. The stuff they don't want you to see. Yup. <laughs> 2014's exposed it all. Oh, no. I can't wait. Now I'm just trying to go three years, four years younger than that. I can't imagine how she was writing this list. I've got everything I need. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was when she, like, came down because, you know, I was not helping clean out her room because that's not my problem. <laughs> um, and she was like, hey, come look at this list. And I just started reading that. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so you all just have a list? Like a bucket list? No. <laughs> did you have a bucket list? I feel like I did with my friends, but it wasn't near that um, uh, eccentric, I'm going to say. Only thing I wanted to do in eighth grade, seventh grade, fuck bitches, drink and play ball. I, I really you're just so, you were so overdeveloped. You were just way ahead of your time. I don't think I was, because all of my friends was also there. We was all developed the same. I don't know if I was drinking in eighth grade yet. Yeah, but most of, uh, I guess it's because I have a lot of older siblings. Well, I got especially brothers. And then all my boys, really, for the most part at the time, had a lot of, had at least one or two older brothers who were at least in high school or college. So drinking was like regular. Yeah, I don't think I was even left at the house by myself in eighth grade. Oh wow! Oh my god! First time Van left me at the house by myself, I was like eight years old, seven years old. She had like twenty kids beforehand, so she was like, "Listen, the other ones didn't fuck up. This one ain't gonna fuck up." Facts, and she knew I was the realest one. She said, "Somebody come to the door. You gonna grab the gun and you gonna handle it." I said, "Yes, ma'am." Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we never talked about you getting your gun the other. Was it last week or like two weeks ago? That's probably been a little longer than that. It's probably been like two or three weeks by now. Do you have it? Of course I got it. I got it day of. Really? <laughs> 13 minutes later. That's wild. Can you give us a little rundown of your experience? Um, It was, it was a fun experience. Walked into Gander. I go in Gander a lot so I can get past the racial undertone of Gander because <laughs> it's a lot of country white people selling fishing, camping, and gun goods. Uh... Looked around for a little, told him what I thought I was in the market for. Had him show me two options between the Glock 19 and Glock 22. Held them, had to figure out which one's filled right, which one did it. I got small hands, so that's a big factor to me, which one's going to feel right. <laughs> um, he said he needed my driver's license. He took a picture of the driver's license, had me fill out some paperwork, 
which was like a bunch of yes or no questions on the iPad. Uh, needed a couple signatures. They ran a quick background check that took about 10, 15 minutes. And I paid for it, and I was good to go. Wow. The fact that it's that easy irritates the shit out of me. But that, that is what I mean, I wasn't going to fail no back. If, if you can't pass the background check, it's probably not as easy. It is wild that it literally, I mean, I don't know. I guess you can buy anything else, and it's that quick. Mm-hmm. It is wild, brother. You could just literally buy a gun, and like that's it. Ain't no world here living. You can literally buy. I've seen people try to sell <coughs> guns on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, but that 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 ain't it. I mean, exactly. it's some of the gun shows. You can buy it there, but it's not going to be registered to you properly, and that's just a whole nother ball game you don't want to get in. So I know. I'm just saying, like that's how simple it is to get your hands on a gun like yeah but you could probably buy a kid on facebook marketplace if you look hard enough a kid absolutely it'd probably be just as easy if you can buy them on wayfair you can buy them on facebook marketplace they're probably cheaper on facebook marketplace honestly they probably are oh this conversation's really fucked up okay <laughs> feels good to be back <laughs> That's good, though. I mean, that is good, because it's like, it is your Second Amendment right to have right to bear arms, so the fact that you can get it that quickly is kind of reassuring in some parts. It is reassuring, and you know the good citizens of Virginia were not going to let them take away our second right. <laughs> Who would have thought? I didn't think, I like, I kind of knew you were going to get them, but I didn't think it was going to be this quickly. I didn't either. I didn't expect them to be able to give it to the same day. I thought we were going to, like, pass the job. Um... Get those, not this. I think we was like gonna go look at them, do the background information, then he like give us a call if we pass or whatever. But when I filled out all the paperwork and the iPad stuff, and then he was like, "Yes, yeah, so it's gonna be this much," and I was like, "We we done?" And then I paid for it. He bagged everything out. It was because I had to get like headgear and ammo and stuff like that. Headgear? Yeah, because you can't go to the range without air earmuffs or whatnot. Well, for some um, reason, I went straight to helmet. Um, bro was like, he didn't put the gun in there, though. And I was like, what's going on? He was like, give about five, ten minutes, I'll be back. And five, ten minutes later, we was good to go. So now what? Which mean now what? Now I got that thing on me. You carry it? Nah. Waiting to get the uh, concealed permit. Probably need to do that relatively fast since I'm about to leave Virginia. Um, does that work in other states? Does my concealed carry, if permitted, work in other states? Isn't um, it state by state know. basis? I don't know if it's some states respect other states. I think PA is pretty Virginia neutral. I would like to say because PA has got a lot of those open carry, do your own thing type rules like Virginia. I know New York does not play that. No, New York does not fuck with that. Yeah, maybe I don't think. I'm not gonna need to. You have a case for it, or like a little safe or anything? Yeah, I got a safe, and it's got a case. You got a holster? I'm not gonna need a holster. He's mm-hmm. gonna put it in the waste bin, like a real a man like wood. me gonna tuck you. <laughs> so this means you're officially going back up to PA now, Mansfield yeah. down. Yeah, I'm gonna be back up there trapping out the bando. So what happened? Because you lost the one spot. Mm, I don't even know yet. I'm gonna probably. Talk to her, look at some new ones. You know how life be. Oh, so you're not moving, moving yet? You're just going to try to look at stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
All right. Well, let's see. What do we actually have on the docket today besides that? Um, first things first, police are cracking down on pool parties somewhere. I'm assuming in the DMV, or is this just in general? This is the DMV. I was reading a DMV heavy last week. I don't know what it was. Um, I was reading an article about how police were busting and fining people heavy, mainly in like the PG County, D.C. area. So like northern, northern Virginia, barely Virginia in D.C. And PG is awesome. That's one of Baltimore, Maryland. So that part. And they were just talking about how out of pocket some of these pool parties had been getting. And the reason it was interesting to me is because, like, technically, never has that ever been, like, illegal to have a pool party and invite your friends over. So the fining aspect is new. I get it's a pandemic, and you're not supposed to have gatherings of more than 10. I just don't know if it's finable. Because I was listening to a lady talk about it on the uh, DC News channel that was linked to the article. And she was talking about how it was her son's graduation party. And he just graduated law school at 23. And he had 16 people over. And because other people in the neighborhood got tickets early in the week, they got a ticket. And it was friends and family. And she does not think that they deserved it. And she's going to fight the fine, this and that. And I was like, you know what? I would probably be upset at that, too. If I had friends and family, people I cared about for something as big as graduating law school, and even though it's like, uh, it's frowned upon, you came on my party to bust my family function at my pool and hit me with a fine. I mean, but if you're aware that you're not supposed to be having gatherings of 10 plus people and you get caught, that's on you. Yeah, but I don't know how strict this gathering of... It's not like a mandated law. It's like it was almost advised. We were advised not to have more than 10 people to like be safe. But I know people, everybody has probably at some point been around more than 10 people. The, the restaurants that people be going to got more than 10 people in it. The restaurants and the bars in the DMV are open. But They're are not getting fines, but we can't have social distancing from each other. You said what? The thing about like restaurants is they like can't table 10 or more people, but then also the tables have to be spaced out. So you're doing like an amount of people and a distance. I'm telling you now, I didn't see the, I didn't see the snaps of the rooftop bar. Ain't no spacing out going on. There's 50, 60 people up there and ain't nobody getting ticketed. Mm. So for them to come into a pro. For them to come bust your party of 16 people and give you a fine, I don't like it. And I will also fight it. Also, I was reading the comments under it. I don't know why she didn't ask these niggas for a warrant. Because that would have been the very first thing I said when they knocked on my door of my college graduating son's grad party. Did they just walk in their house? Nah, they opened the door or whatever. And they said that I don't I mean, I don't know how it necessarily went all the way down, but they opened was talking to him. And then apparently the cops let him know that they couldn't have this many people over and due to some ordinance or whatever, or they have more than 10 people. So they're going to need a fine and they're going to have to disband or whatever, which is all bullshit because it's not like a mandated legal thing that you can't have more than 10 people. It's just like the advisement. 
confide it, I would be like, okay, did you like take a head count and get every single person's name there? How do you know there were 16 people? She probably snitched on herself without realizing it. I'm not going to lie to you. I think they know there were 16 because I think they like came out there because they said 16. I, 16 is like too weird of a number to make up. If they didn't know, I feel like they would have put like 10, 15, 20. But 15 is real specific. Okay, valid. Mm. I mean, it's kind of you. It's kind of similar to when cops come and bust like regular parties at campuses, and they just kind of like get people like that. Yeah, the only difference to that, which I also don't like, they can usually get you for like noise complaints or underage drinking. This was a family function at your house that you happen to have a pool, and it was a, a law school graduate. So he's. I doubt people there were really under 21 because you got to go to regular school and then law school. You're probably like 23, 24, 25 at least. Well, at least they have a lawyer in the family to fight it. True. Just thought it was kind of fucked. Yeah, it's but interesting. But outside of that, they've been busting a lot of pool parties. Well, yeah, if it's if it's just a recommendation, you can't – it has to be some type of like enforcement or legal aspect to it because there's no way they can just come and find you without that actually being a written enforced law of some sort. Yeah, the warrant, the warrant um, aspect of it is like a huge one. I think the fine, I don't, I don't know what the fine necessarily is, because I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're like writing you a fine for like a noise complaint at that point, or like a city ordinance violation. But whatever they're doing, the fine is that they're writing you is different from what they're telling you. Because there is no, like, mandated only 10 people in an area thing. Because that was just an advisement. Yeah, that's interesting because it's... I mean, if it's your backyard and they can kind of see into it and kind of count, but they can't really come into your house without, like, probable cause. But if you have a certain amount of people outside, then maybe... That's interesting. I'm not going to lie. Let's say... (laughs) There's probably it probably started with right some petty neighbor got called on for like noise and they came out and were like oh you have you know twenty people at your house right now we're gonna have to find you blah 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 and then come Saturday or like the next weekend this fucking lady's having her son's graduation and they see that and they're like oh I got fined nah they're getting fined ring ring police I don't think that's what it was I think it's almost uh they probably can see into the backyard and see what's going on. Because the article started with how the fucking DMV cops have been busting pool parties crazy. And at first, nobody was really mad at it. But then they had that lady's experience. And she was explaining why her pool party that the cops busted wasn't really a pool party. Like, when I'm seeing pool party, I'm thinking 50, 30, 40, 50 college kids ass getting shaken. This was really just a cookout and y'all happen to have a pool. You was having a family cookout for your son's graduation party and y'all happen to have a pool. So I think they're like doing rounds and looking for pool parties to bust because they've been throwing pool parties up there and she caught the short stick because she got a pool and niggas was outside. Yeah. Have to make a, they probably, I swear to you, they probably have like a quota to meet on how many people they have to find for some bullshit and they just kind of like stake out and look for it. Eric, as our residential almost cop, mm-hmm. what is the truth behind this quota? Because I've heard a lot of people who are now somewhat cops, two of them are troopers, or have family members or parents who were, 
people were like, this quota, especially like, oh, it's the end of the month or it's the beginning of the month quota. They were like, that's not a thing. I don't believe that. You don't the believe same... that it's a thing or it's not a thing? I don't believe that it's not a thing because it's the same thing with every job. No matter what you experience, there's a certain amount of throughput that you need to have. So it has to be the same thing with an officer. Like If you're not putting in numbers and generating some type of revenue, I know we're supposed to protect and serve, but this shit doesn't pay for itself. The government doesn't pay for itself. It's taxes, and a lot of it is tickets. So I don't believe it. It's the same thing. At the end of the month, you'll always see more cops out. Always. So it's like you can say whatever you want. It's not a quota, but like you got to hit something. Yeah, at the, at the end of the month, they be out there heavy. They be ready. You can be going three over, and you might get that ticket. Because yeah, if Johnson's, you know, hitting 50, who knows, 100 tickets a month and you're only at 10, they're going to be like, dude, what are you doing? Because if you're yeah. not doing that, you're not doing something. What are you doing for your 12-hour shifts? Next question for our former almost residential cop. Have you been <laughs> or stick with that? Um, the next issue that I have with this, I don't like. So your input will be good. I don't, not that I don't like, I almost don't understand the amount of wiggle room or subjectivity with a speeding ticket. Because mm-hmm. I kid you not, I've got warnings and I've been pulled over and left with a warning for like a 16 over. But my very second ticket I got for three over going 58 and a 55. So I don't like what, what's the buffer? I mean, it's it's so that's what you deal with with discretion. And that's the kind of shitty thing about it is officers have the right to either do it or not do it, no matter how large it is. What you see, like, when girls are like, oh, I never got a ticket. I was going 25 over, and he let me off the warning. Even though, just so you know, a warning is within the system, so even if you get a warning and they, like, let you off, like, other cops will see that and know that you've got a previous warning. But yeah, it's just kind of a thing where it's, it's, I mean, you know, the law, it's like black and white, but there's a lot of gray. And that's kind of one of the areas where you're dealing with it. Like, oh, you know, it might be some dude might have be- a bad day. He's like, I'm just out to get people. And some guys might be like more lucky. I actually saw for some reason, uh, like on TikTok, which I don't know what the fuck's going on with TikTok. I guess we can talk about that too. I bet. Oh, yeah. Um, this cop is, he's like, you know, highway patrol or whatever. And he was showing their radar and how he pulls people over, like, It'll show you how, like, even how far away you are, how fast you are going. Um, and he's like, he doesn't really seem to people, pull people over. He'll just like flash his lights to kind of remind you to like slow down. So it's like you just kind of have to deal with people like that. But, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, um, stupid. I remember I got pulled over a little after that, like my third or fourth ticket. And it was like going six over. And he was like, You was in a rush? I was like, Yeah, I kind of was. I'm straightforward with these niggas. I'm not here to play games. Either you're going to write me the ticket or you're going to let me off. Ain't no need to come over with no story. So I was like, yeah, I was just cruising. And he had said something. He was like, I'm going to see if I can let you off with a warning, this and that, this and that. You got any other infractions? I was like, I, think I got like three or four other tickets, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, how many warnings? I was like, it might be two tickets, one warning. I was like, but the other guy let me off, and I was like 16 over he said, yeah, I'm not him. <laughs> cool. And I did get a ticket that day for six over, which when you're 17, it was almost stupid. It's like, you get me a ticket for six over? 
and you gave me a ticket for three over, but someone let me offer 16 over? I mean, I've always thought about, like, it, it definitely depends on the situation. Like, if you're on a highway, you know, everybody's going over the speed limit. But, like, I, when I got my ticket, it was, like, some small back road that was, like, 25 that turns into 35, and I think I was going, like, 35. But when you hit for like the three over one, like you could take that and just be like, there's human error involved. And no one holds their foot at, and I think if you, especially if it was like a local thing, I think you could probably win that. Cause that's just like obsessive and obnoxious. Like you could say anything like I was going, especially if it's like an uphill, like you need to accelerate more to match that speed kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Also don't love how they be hiding out. Because I'll tell you right now, I don't know if y'all are driven through Virginia, but man, them boys on 95 can hide. It, it's the worst. There's no reason they should be that tucked away to get you. Speaking of that, you also had um, DCs being sued for speed cams, which I didn't even know was a thing, like speed cams in certain areas until Bro. I was in uh, Baltimore. Yeah, DMV good at that. There's one camera one speed camera on 295 this is the one that this article is specifically talking about on 295 in dc there's it's notorious this speed camera has been sued and lost for 34 million dollars oh wait no 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 my bad being sued for an undisclosed amount right now the other one had the other one that had gone already Sued for like thirty-one million, and they had beat that one. This one is being sued for an undisclosed amount, and over the last two years, has raked in thirty-four million dollars under very questionable circumstances, and it is a known speed trap. Mm. I think, from what I'm understanding, where it's placed, the jump is it goes from fifty-five to thirty-five. Ugh. Within like half a mile, less than half a mile, and it's coming off the highway downhill. Damn. Such a setup. Like, what? Yeah, that's ridiculous. They apparently they brought this up and they were like taking a court for it in 2019. So, their solution in May of 2019. So, their solution in November of 2019. The con- it became a construction zone, like a working construction zone. And you know what that means, that it's still a speed trap because you're still coming from off the highway into a construction zone. The issue, their client, the client is stating that we have looked into it and no work has been done in this construction zone since November 2019. <laughs> and this lawsuit was brought up last week. Or that, and also usually so in construction areas, fines double. Yeah, so it's clearly not even a construction zone. Oh. It's, the site is uh, ABC7, WJLADC, and they talk about a couple of the speed trap cameras. It's actually a joke. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, Delaware doesn't have those. Again, the only thing I've experienced is with, like, in the Baltimore area. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is this? They were like, yo, don't speed it here at all. Like, not. A mile per hour, you're gonna get taken. It's like, oh, that. The district attorney said there's no other way to dress this up than for what it is. 
It is a cash cow for the district. It's clear. It brought you $34 million in two years. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. That is crazy. Like, and what, at what point do they, like, what is the parameter? Is it literally a mile per hour over? Is it, like, five? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm not going to lie to you. With the speed cams, they don't really play much because the discretion ain't there when it's a camera. I think if you're over, you get in that ticket. Because they get your license plate and then they mail it out. So I think with the speed cams, if you over it, you over it. Yeah, because I remember you were telling me, like, uh, when I was driving down Fredericksburg, I was like, yo, what about these signs when it's, like, uh, speed stuff, like, from the air or whatever? And I was like, there's no way that's real. And you're like, oh, no, that's fucking real. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, just the DMV, Virginia, D.C., Maryland, they go out of their way to ticket you. When the cops are, like, on the bridges over the highway with radars... And then you get pulled over two miles down the road for something you did two miles back because they got you. It's a joke. Nobody should be doing this much. Yeah. I'm not excited to have to drive through. I don't know if I'm I'm probably going to have to go through D.C. at some point or that just Virginia in general to go to St. Louis. But I'm not excited for that. The district attorney, Matthews, suspects other cameras in the district are also unfairly ticketing drivers. With some of his clients saying that you, he said you start with this camera where people are being victimized in zone and work zone signatures that the city wants you to be behind with no work being done, with people being smacked in the face with two hundred, eight hundred dollar fines. Oh, because if it's a work zone and that's a two hundred dollar fine or it's a four hundred dollar fine, however fast, however much we're going over that, even though no work is being done, it could double, it could triple. And then it's a work zone. So then it's going to automatically double. You could be getting hit for $800 for going 45 in this work zone, 30, 35 mile power zone. And nobody has done any work there for over a year. Yeah, that's especially off of an exit, man. Everybody knows when you're getting off an exit off of a highway, when you're going like 75, 80, it's going to take some time to get back down to 35. Literally, and it never fe- it, it's such a weird feeling when you go from driving like so fast and then you're in like you know 45 mile per hour and you're like I feel like I'm going at a snail's pace right now yeah it's a good article I just suggest people reading it because they talk about how the district has like manufactured and engineered ways to beat loopholes which on its own raises legal questions. Because technically, I feel like by all technicalities, they could consider themselves right. It's like, damn, we got you in the work zone. You were speeding. Camera caught you. Camera did what you were supposed to do. Caught you going over the pro- over the tick- over the speed limit. You got a ticket. But once you look into it, it's like, wait a second, nigga. Like, nobody used- – because if you're not from D.C., or you're not from the area, there's no way you're going to know nobody's actually worked in that work zone for over a year. If you didn't, like, look into it, you would have just got hit with a $400, $800 ticket, and they would have hassled you to pay it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. And that's usually one that you're not going to beat, because if you're not from the area, you're not coming back to the area to go to their court, which you're probably going to lose, because you're probably not going to beat a speed camera in court. 
Were you speeding? No. Camera got you. You're worth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's a tough one to win. Um, all right. Different topic, a little different vibes. Paige is our uh, official TikTok expert. She is a TikTok machine. She does duets. She does dances now. I saw that page. Oh yeah, um, I guess I do. Um, so TikTok is apparently potentially might be going away, might be getting banned. What what do we got going on? No, so um, the parent company of TikTok was based in China. So Trump and his administration were worried that the Chinese were going to, like, hack into everybody's phones, blah, blah, blah. So he was talking about banning TikTok. And it was supposed to be done by last Saturday. Well, the CEO of Microsoft, don't quote me on this, this is what I gathered. The CEO Mm -hmm. of Microsoft bought TikTok. So now it's American based or whatever. And now he has no right to ban it because it's not um, in Tether with any other country. Did he buy? I thought they were saying he was, he got the go ahead from Trump to continue the kind of potential of buying it. Yeah, I think he's trying to buy it. Oh, there was like um, the person that made TikTok, mm-hmm. um, like made a TikTok. About how it was bought out so that it couldn't get banned. I don't and know maybe, if it was still in the works or not. Maybe it was just a. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look into that more. But. Oh, for, all right. As of last night, per a Twitter moment, so, you know, that is what it is. Yeah. Microsoft has announced it is prepared to continue discussions of exploring a purchase of TikTok in the U.S. following a conversation with CEO and President Trump. Okay, so that hasn't actually happened yet. I mean, it might have if you saw. I mean, I'm gonna believe that the the owner on um, TikTok who put out a TikTok about it is probably more reputable than a Twitter moment. Okay. Nah, I'm pretty positive it hasn't gone down yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we shall see. But yeah, as of right now, it's still it's still up. I honestly, I stayed up Friday night, super late, trying to get like my last views in and whatnot and i woke up and i was like i still have this bitch. what happened i didn't think it was gonna be like a um, immediate thing i don't i don't know how banning would go but i just assumed it wasn't gonna be very quick well yeah he just said by saturday so we were just waiting for it and whatever yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna happen that quickly. I mean, I don't know how banning apps works, but I mean, it's on your phone. They can't just delete it off your phone. And Apple's definitely not one to just give in to the government by any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I think they would have wiped the app app store, which would have caused the you wouldn't have been able to like load anything. But all right, remember back in the day when like Flappy Bird was a thing and they got it taken off the App Store, but then if you still had it on your phone, you still had it. Nah, um, because I've had like other apps that have like been taken off the App Store or whatnot. I think what it is is like everything you have to that point, you'd be straight. You mm-hmm. just wouldn't be able to load anything past that, and nobody would be able to upload it. So you'd only have like the TikToks that you'd already seen. Hmm. Like there'd be no more TikToks. The only positive is that now, because of VPNs, 
if you were really dedicated and loved TikTok, you could use a VPN and have it say that you're over in the UK and probably be straight. But that's a lot of dedication just for TikTok. I never really buy into the TikTok, so it couldn't be me. Um, they, in, in news of like getting banned or whatever, uh, there was a TikTok that went around everybody that works the app for and give Trump's app a one-star rating. And then if an app gets so many one-star ratings, it has to be removed. So I think they did like a million one-star ratings or something. So his app's getting taken down. Just like random shit like that. I didn't know he had an app. And it's cool. That don't affect his billions of dollars. I love when people do stuff like that, though. Yeah, I just think it's funny that how petty can we get? Everybody get on the app store. Give it a one-star rating. Damn. Just like when everybody bought out his um, rally or whatever and then nobody showed up. It's interesting to think of the things that people put their time into doing. Oh, 100%. That always interests me. Like, all these people will put their time into going into the app store, giving them a one-star rating. But we can't get everybody to register to vote. <laughs> like, like, what? That's That makes too much sense. We're just here for the memes. Literally. You would have to make mo- like voting a meme. I mean, to make more people do it. This is going to sound terrible. Just came to my mind. I'm going to preface it with it sounds terrible until you hear it out. So uh, rape culture was like a thing. It's not a thing anybody is proud of, but I think everybody can acknowledge that for a long time, rape culture was a thing, and that's why people got away with it. I think trend culture needs to now be a thing because people do stuff solely to remain trendy. Like, I've seen people who don't even care about things do stuff solely because it's trendy. Hmm. Trend culture is here, and it's a sad day. I feel like trend culture has been here. Yeah, I feel like they I think it's been media. here. I think it's been here. I don't think it's ever been as evident, though. No, I mean, social media takes everything to a whole exponential level now. Yeah. I don't think I would let my kid have social media. Like, if, I'm torn because I had it and I was bad. <laughs> and I want them to have that experience. But at the same time, I feel like social media can almost, if it's in the wrong hands or someone too young, it can almost make you like conform to trend culture. Which is something I'd hate. I'd hate to look at my son at the dinner table and be like, oh, you don't care about shit. You're just following trends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is kind of a balance, especially with kids, because you want to fit in. So if everybody else is doing something, you're like, damn, well, I guess I need to, too. But there's a certain level of individuality that you also need to have. Yeah. I was actually talking about this. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking about the other day. Um... If my kid wants to have social media, like depending on their age, I would probably just like watch it or like um, supervise it. But, you know, if you're 15, 16 years old and you have millions of followers, like go for it. If you're like absolutely killing it, people are like making careers off of these stupid TikTok dances and like moving their entire families out to LA and like, all kinds of stuff, or like their parents becoming their managers. So, I mean, if some kid 
gets really popular and has a fuck ton of money, go for it. I'm here for it. Two things. No, I don't want that. One, I gotta know like what their plan is. Not not like my kid, but just in general. These people who like get famous and then just start spending a bunch of money. What's your long term plan here? Because you, it's not sustainable. So you need to have a plan that, that way you don't run through all your money and then you're back to square zero. Yeah. Their plan is to like get picked up by like Disney or Nickelodeon for some like kid teen show, which might, I mean, that's a long shot because you might have got like little social media buzz. I'm not even going to call it famous buzz for a little, but you move out to Hollywood, everybody out there got that who's going for the same auditions as you. And even if you do land that, that usually doesn't like last long. Like once you think of like the child stars who went from top and I'm talking stars, not like just somebody who got on the child stars. Most of them didn't like make it into like adult careers. So I, I don't think I'd ask. I, mm, I wouldn't want my kid to be a child star by no means. Yeah. I would. Mm-mm. I mean, if you got famous on social media, I feel like the best route for long-term success is either YouTube or a podcast or a combination of both. I'd say stay on social media. Well, yeah, but like... I know like if the grown comic mm-hmm. comedians and whatnot who do like the skits and whatnot, like Desi Banks and Ha Davis, they were on social media for like four or five years playing the long game and they're now landing like short roles on HBO or like music videos or open up for big-time comics. So, like, I feel like the long game is still the route. You see people get a buzz for, like, four, five, six months, and they're so ready to jump into the next thing. I was like, nobody ever was mad at you, like, waiting for the right opportunity. Well, yeah, I get that. Like, definitely just keep doing social media. But I'm saying also to branch out, because, like, we've seen before, MySpace died. Like, I don't know fucking what else. Social media can't even talk my head. Like, things died. TikTok almost got banned and died. So, like, to have set up for other platforms for a more long-term success is also good. Yeah, you have to ride the wave and expand your brand while you can. Because if you don't and you solely rely on one thing and it backfires or they're canceled or taken down, you're fucked. So. I don't think that. I feel like I don't think to ride the wave. I think you got to keep doing what you're doing. If your platform what the fuck is that platform? If your platform gets canceled or banned and you still can't sustain and just go to the next platform and keep doing exactly what you're doing with the same following, that that right there enough to tell you that your buzz wasn't big enough. That's what I'm saying. You have to expand your brand while you're like still popping on the one app until like all these people to follow you and like you have to branch out to different avenues. Because if you don't have a backup plan, you're gonna get fucked exactly like you weren't big enough. But if you go ahead and expand your brand while you're big then people know that they can reach you on other avenues. Podcasts, YouTube, music. There's one that has like a fucking clothing line. One just got signed with Atlantic Records and has like a record out with Travis Barker. Like all kinds of shit. TikTok is so interesting because it's it's such a shit, like a shithole of random stuff. Where it's like, how do you get famous off of just doing dances? I mean, we've talked about it before. It's just basically if you're attractive or not, I'm assuming. Yeah. That's what, like, what else are you posting that just makes people interested? That is an excellent question. That's... that's I don't be on TikTok. I don't be on TikTok. I don't think TikTok people are going to be sustainable. 
the ones that I can think have any shot are the Instagram ones. People with a little bit of IG clout, I think, are in the best position. Yeah, like, for example, the most followed person on TikTok, Charlie, has, like, 75 million followers on TikTok. Jesus. 75 million. What do you do with 75 million people watching you? Um, apparently, it led to, like, disordered eating and severe body image and mental health. <laughs> but she's rich as hell, Has already, already has a brand deal with Hollister, Morphe, the makeup company, um, did a deal with McDonald's, and then now has 26, I think it's 26, million Instagram followers. So she's like, what is rich as hell? Hmm? What is rich as hell? Because me and Ethan were talking about this the other day on what we we're deeming rich. What? How, how rich is this girl? What is, For what is me, her when I say rich as hell, it's having enough money to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Eric, what do you think rich as hell is? I think, or I'm, I'm assuming you're probably going to get at the difference between rich and being wealthy. Mm-mm. You're not because because wealthy is like generation. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying wealthy is just like you're good for generations. Rich is like you kind of like basically like you can do whatever and you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to think, check the bank account, move any money around. Yeah, that's my you're goal. just set. We were talking about it because we were talking about some actors and when we were looking at what some of their net worth was. Was like this is not what I was expecting. To me, if you don't have at least NBA money, you're not rich to me. So all these rappers who got like three, four million dollars in chains, these niggas I would never consider rich because I don't think they're gonna have this money in five years. A lot of these YouTubers who got like a little four or five, that's not rich as hell to me. Like they got some money, but I don't think it's gonna be sustainable. They're gonna have this money in four or five years. If your money is money anybody with a regular job can achieve in their life, I don't really think you that rich. Yeah, exactly. Like if my mom can go to work for 20 years. And she can make what you made, and she gonna have more than you because you couldn't keep it. You just a regular nigga. Well, it depends on if your money is a one-time thing or if it's a consistent stream of income. So, like, you win the lottery and you have eighty-five million dollars. Yeah, you're rich as hell, but you might not have it five years. I just you you gotta have a plan if you want to keep your money. That's the thing. I I, I really want to know what these kids are doing because it's like. Are you investing your money? Are you putting it into things that are going to keep the money flowing if some shit pops off? Let's say you do something stupid like Logan Paul with the uh, Japan stuff. I mean, he definitely rebranded his career in a great way. Shout out to him. Yeah. But, like, that money can stop real quick. Sponsor stop real quick. Oh, also, I didn't know Hollister was still a fucking thing. Um, like, we got to figure out a way to keep this money flowing. So what are they doing? Because you, I feel like if you're young and you get run, like you run into money, you don't know what to do with it. You're just like, damn, I'm about to go travel, spend all my money, get stupid expensive clothes that I'm never going to wear again. Like, what are they doing? I feel like a lot of them, their parents control their money as of right now. So hopefully they're smart about it or hire some kind of financial advisor or something. But once younger people with a lot of clout have free reign on their money, that's especially because you're not really taught about stock and investing and all that shit unless you go to college and learn about it. But Would you trust your parents to manage you? My parents? Yeah. Yeah. Other people? Mm. No. Here's the thing. And I love my parents. I would trust my parents to manage my money. I would not trust my parents to manage me. 
because they will be stepping into a field that they don't know shit about. They know how to they know how to take care of money. They don't know how to like manage me in any type of entertainment career. So I wouldn't trust them with that. I don't. I go get somebody. I go hire somebody who knew the industry. I wouldn't trust my parents to manage me in any asset. I think I know more about them when it comes to my money management, at least. Because I kind of diversify my information. I definitely knew a lot more than they, they do, I think. And in the industry, I, they don't know anything. They they just stay in the house. So. Yeah, there's there's no way they'd be managing me if I was trying to be in an industry. Uh, well, well, good TikTok combo there. Um... All right, Paige, this is also one of yours. Diets and a relationship versus when you are single. Yeah, so it it was just a thought off of when I was ordering my Subway sandwich <laughs> that I had. I was like, huh. Um, but I I like onions. I put onions on my Subway sandwich. And every time I order them, I'm like, fuck it. Nobody's going to care. If I'm eating onions. And then I was like, huh, I wonder if I was like in a relationship with somebody, what I think about not getting onions on my sandwich. So I was just curious if anything about your all's taste in food or diet, not like actual diet, but just like day to day food change when you are single versus in a relationship. I did not think you were going that way. I assumed you were going to go towards the thing where it's like, you know, when people are single, they try to eat healthier to get people. And then usually when they get in a relationship, they put some weight on. That's where I thought you were going. But then also that. <laughs> There's a lot of different angles. But that's that was the original thought. Yeah. I mean, I eat pretty much the same thing regardless. Um, I've never thought about food, like, in any aspect. You know, some people are like, oh, garlic, like that. I think yeah. the only thing I would ever think about would be, <laughs> like, let's say you're trying to get laid and you don't really know someone. Um, you know, spicy foods is probably not the most ideal food if you're thinking about getting laid. Definitely not for me. I'll go crazy in that bathroom after some spicy food. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't think relationship-wise it plays any part because I feel like once you're in the, my mind went somewhere completely different. But I feel like once you're in a relationship, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I feel like once you're in a relationship, it's different because like, uh, who cares? We in a relationship. If it's like a first date type of thing or like you're meeting up with somebody you don't really know like that, it might play us part. Like I'm not going to get nothing like super messy. I'm probably not going to get nothing with like spicy because that fucks my stomach up. And I'm not trying to like be in your bathroom while you think you're about to get some dick and I'm really just exploding on your toilet. So like stuff like that. Hmm. What was the other thing yeah. you were thinking? Well, it's more situational. You said what? What was the other thing you were thinking? I'm going to tell you right now. If you're ready for it, I'll give it to you. But only if you really think you're ready for it. Mm, I mean, I don't really care. I just want to hear it. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. I, I was thinking, I was like, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, there's no way I'm going to change the onions I get on my Subway sandwich for them. Because I remember one time I was talking to boys, and they were talking about, y'all know these boys. I was talking to some of my boys, and they was talking about, they girl and i was like yo but like i'm not going down if it just uh because you know sometimes girls have like bad ph days like the ph ain't always right and they're like yeah but if it's your shorty you gotta just deal with it so if niggas is out here 
eating out shorties on a bad pH days, I'm damn sure putting whatever I want on my Subway sandwich still. <laughs> that escalated. How did your mind even connect like a diet in a relationship or single to that? Because it was the same, it's the same concept. Oh, God, that is, I don't even know. I mean, the only thing that's similar is probably the eating aspect. Uh, I mean, no, it's the relationship aspect. That's the constant. Is you going, since you're in the relationship regardless, you're going to do, you're going to do what, you're going to do what you got to do. So if I'm eating onions, somebody's going to still kiss me and talk to me because, like, that's shoddy. I mean, that's fair. But yeah, I did not see those connecting. I didn't think that was that was a very roundabout way of going at it. But (laughs) okay, I'm just out here to get knowledge. Interesting. But then then also, what you said about like when people are single, they like diet and work out and all that stuff, and then being in a relationship, and isn't it because you're just like happy and don't give a fuck and share a ton of food? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I love getting food and drinking with Anna. Yeah. I enjoy doing that by myself because I'm just happy and don't give a fuck. But it's like, one of our best dates was like when we literally went to like a brewery and got a bunch of random appetizers and a bunch of flights and just did that. That was just great times. Yes. I love that shit. I don't like going to the bar with just my girl. It wasn't like a bar though. It's like it was like a restaurant brewer, but they do they have like an in-house brewery that they do. Oh, then go crazy! Yeah, that'd be a really good spot. I'm gonna miss that. Mm. Shout that out to Lewis. Yeah, we're just gonna have fun a new spot. Yeah, I mean it was a little expensive, so you know, fuck them. But um, I gave you guys context for this. Um, some time to think about it. So. Like the five most overrated things we're talking food, people, objects. Like, what what are you thinking? You said the five most overrated, yeah. Top on my list is Starbucks. That is interesting. Um, I don't feel like there's there, there anything is better than anywhere else, and the fact that they charge like five dollars for a small coffee is practically highway robbery. Um, yeah, I've like literally never once had a drink there that was good either. So that's awesome. But have you have you had one that was bad? Yes. Interesting. Their vanilla frappuccinos are disgusting. The only good part about it is the whipped cream. I would say mine is avocado slash guacamole. Way overhyped. Way overhyped. Not good. Not avocados. Not guacamole. Not worth it. That hurt my heart a little bit. Mine would probably be five, just off the top of my head, right this very moment. Chipotle. Mm. That's a good one. Buffalo chicken dip. Why are you just, like, coming at me? (laughs) Lasagna. lasagna, Fox News. Mm. And I'd probably wrap it up with Lacoste clothing. Lacoste, interesting. Hmm. Hummus also sucks. I do hate hummus as well. Another one for me is um, Louis Vuitton bags. Like Hmm. the brown one with the light brown LV. Those are literally just the ugliest bags. I've never once understood that. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't even matter if 
because they make it in like all the colors of the rainbow now. But I've always just thought those were the ugliest bags for what they are worth or how much money you spend on them. Shout out to Virgil. Keep doing your thing, Virg. Mm. Similar to that, Gucci slides. Overrated. Why would you need that? Uh -uh. Gucci slides are comfortable. Nah, I heard they're overrated. <laughs> I heard that. From me. Heard they were overrated. Um, Didn't you say the Cheesecake Factory in the text page? Mm. Oh, yeah. That was another one. I need to, I need to hear about this bad Cheesecake Factory experience because I've never heard that from anybody. It's not a bad experience. I just think it's severely overhyped. I think the I cheesecake is overpriced. It, no, I just like don't understand the hype around it. Like for like down here, for some people, that's like a special occasion restaurant. And I'm like, you can literally buy a cheesecake at Kroger and it, you're going to get the same thing. They just overprice it. Hell. At the cheesecake. I just, mm -mm, mm -mm. Kroger ain't selling no cheesecake quality cheesecake. And I'll uh -uh. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's not the same, but it's overpriced. I think it doesn't need to be that expensive. Yeah, yeah, but all fancy restaurants are overpriced. This was my thing related to fancy restaurants. Small portion sizes at fancy restaurants. Why am I paying sixty five dollars? An example. I've never done that, but for like a small portion, I want a full buffet for sixty five dollars. Um, I don't want a buffet, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, don't skimp me with your portion sizes. That's bullshit. Because the fancier and finer you dine, the smaller your sizes get. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm going to be hungry. I don't want to leave a restaurant hungry. I, that is true. You're leaving to go get food at the diner next door. Yeah, that's not that's not how I'm trying to be. I have left the restaurant hungry before. I was not thrilled. Yeah. What kind of restaurant was it? It was this pasta place. But it was one of those bullshit. I don't know if y'all been to a restaurant where like they have like regular menus, but then like one or two days a week, like this is what they do. So you have to choose off of that menu. Mm. So their their Friday and Saturday it was when we was in Pittsburgh. Their Friday and Saturday menu was like Italian pasta junk because it was an Italian place from the start, and it was like eggplant parm and lasagna. And I don't like lasagna or eggplant parm. And the side was like a side salad with breadsticks. And then they had like two other like options that was like a tuna fish melt or something. It was trash. What? And I was like, I don't want anything on this fucking menu. <laughs> uh, another thing, mushrooms. Overrated. Don't like mushrooms. Don't know why people like mushrooms. They're terrible. I enjoy mushrooms. Uh, it's the texture for me. I can't get around it. Um, it kind of tastes like you're gnawing on a sponge. What else we even there? To think about this and I can't even think of anything. Yeah, I also did not think of anything besides avocados and hummus because they, they're both so overrated for no reason. I don't, yeah, I don't really understand hummus. It it tastes weird and the texture's strange. Just smash chickpeas. Ugh. What a meal. What about people? People? Yeah. Mm, who's overrated? The whole Twilight series is overrated. Everybody in that. I could second that. Are we going like TV or movie series overrated? Because I could go on for days. It could be anybody. It could be your mom, your dad, Ethan. Twilight, overrated. The Hunger Games, overrated. Harry Potter, overrated. Oof. <laughs> Those the are Hobbit, some hot takes. Lord of the Rings, 
Overrated. Ooh. Star Wars. Overrated. Okay, so every multi-million dollar franchise is overrated. Got it. Being multi-million dollar don't mean that it, it, it add up to me. I'm sure the Cheesecake Factory sell millions of dollars every year, but you thought they was overrated somehow. Uh, friends, overrated. Oh, yep. Yeah, I agree with that one. How I I'm going to hurt mother. somebody's feelings with this. Underrated. You said what? How I Met Your Mother, underrated. Oh, I thought you said, I was like, come on now. No, no, no. Someone's feelings is going to get hurt. But Full House, whoever needs to hear this, Full House was very overrated. I've actually never watched it. White people love Full House. I liked it as a kid, but I don't think it would hold up if I watched it today. Um, I'm going to say, for mine, it is the Kardashians. Like, now, you know, they have, like, their own businesses, and they're doing really well. But I just, like, don't understand the hype around, like, their show or everybody's obsession with them or wanting to look like them and all that shit. Like, I just, I generally don't get it. And then... um Another one for me is Taylor Swift. Mm. I just don't. I just that's one I mm, I just don't get. I actually saw a meme, and um, it was like anybody that listens to Taylor Swift has a victim complex. And I was like, if that's not a hot fucking take, I don't know what is. But I don't know. I just never understood the hype around her or her music or any of that. Mm. The One Direction guys. Overrated. Who makes great music? That's the hype. Uh, the great music is definitely debatable and questionable. No. What were you saying, Eric? One Direction guys, overrated. Jonas Brothers, overrated. Oof. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jonas Brothers are so overrated. And I agree. Here's a th- Go ahead. Here's a very throwback overrated. Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Ooh. I feel like he got his he got all his clout way too soon. Bro does, like, nothing now. He was overrated so soon because I always thought Josh was more of the show. Bro, he had the glow up. Now he's, like, isn't he popping on a YouTube page, I'm assuming? Uh, Josh? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He has his own YouTube channel. He's on there all the time. And um, he is – he has a new Disney Plus show. Um, it's I've three minutes. a couple of isn't he like handsome as shit too? Oh uh, yeah, he. Oh yeah, he. He grew up now, so he looks a lot better. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple of movies, and I think someone told me he like writes too now for like shows or movies. Yeah, and he's the one who like still makes money. Where Drake is like doing concerts in the middle of nowhere for like ten dollars. Mm, hate to see it. Yeah, he's doing like a he at one point he was doing like a college tour. I was like, oh, okay. Well. I want to say he might have come to UD. He was at Corning, which is like 20 minutes from Mansfield and not at all bigger. So, like, ugh. He's kind of like Aaron Carter. Like, he used to be super hyped and now uh-uh. do shit. Nah, Aaron, Aaron is having a comeback. Y'all ain't heard none of his new music for the grown women. Stop playing with Aaron. For the grown um, woman. His net worth is 400000 Drake Bell. Oof. This Drake Bell used to be the talk of the show. Everybody thought Drake was so cute. He was a he was a TV star and he made music. He was the lead singer of a band. And now he he this. Told you he didn't have the plans. He didn't have the plans ready. I'm telling you that you're, you're a thousand percent right. What Josh doing? What Josh doing? I'm not bad. I gotta see what Josh is doing. 
He's, he's married to a girl named Paige. Um, they have a kid. He is. Ten million is his net worth. Ooh. How he got ten and Drake got four hundred thousand. Bro, did they not get any residuals off this TV show they have? I'm not gonna lie to you. You know when you got a TV show as a kid, they was probably ripping them off. Yep. And TV deals back then in the early two thousands probably way different than they are now. Mm-mm-mm. You hate to see it. Damn. If you asked anyone growing up who was watching Drake and Josh, nobody was going to tell you Josh was going to be the one to make it. Yeah. Well, not at all. <laughs> like, but hey, man, he had to be funny because he was less attractive. And now look at him. He's funny and attractive. So he's winning. He even talks about in his YouTube videos that he was um, only famous because he was fat and funny. Yep. I mean, it's like Jonah Hill. He goes through that complex. Yeah. Yeah. He's a voice on Family Guy? Jonah Hill? No, Josh. What voice is he? Nah, I'll have to look into that later. He's actually been in like a lot since Drake and Josh. Yeah. Good for him. He's been in quite a few movies. There was one he was like in the military or something. And it was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you do you guys have any binge foods that you eat? Buffalo chicken dip. Oh, you do love buffalo chicken dip. I literally make a pot per week. Since I learned how to make it, I am unstoppable. It's just interesting, and we've said this before, that you you eat leftovers of buffalo chicken dip. Listen, we don't, we don't, we don't say that. Because <laughs> then it's going to get me all fucked up mentally, and I'm not going to be able to eat it again. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if that counts as a binge food, if that's like your main food. Like, that's your main source of substance at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Only for, like, three days a week. It's, like, salmon, fucking, what do you eat, Brussels sprouts, and then buffalo chicken dip. Oh. Yeah, my other binge food is Brussels sprouts. That's such a weird binge food. I wonder if I could eat Brussels sprouts with buffalo chicken dip. You probably could. You probably a thousand percent could. I wonder if that would taste good. You could do, like, a fondue, but instead of, like, cheese, it's buffalo chicken dip. Ooh, or like thinly sliced Brussels sprouts and bake them so they're kind of like chips. Wow. Do um, that. And what's crazy is buffalo chicken dip. Like, I don't do keto, but buffalo chicken dip is keto friendly. Keto is such a, we've talked about it. It's like such a weird thing. It, it can't be healthy. It doesn't make any sense. You consume a lot of protein and it's high in fat. Yeah. And you have to consume more different types of fats. It's But you can't eat fruit. Too much sugar. Yeah. It li- it just I just don't understand. I feel like I've been I've been missing out on my binging of popcorn. Love popcorn. I do not understand that. You, I'll never understand. You get a good popcorn flavor. Like a type, like I get the home style, it's got a little bit of salt in there, it's all it needs. It's so good. See, because I really I've like never better popcorn. White cheddar is dangerous. Mm. Outside of uh, Eli's girl, I've never, outside of you and her, I've never met anybody who like likes popcorn like this. Mm. I know people who like occasionally get it at a movie so they can like share it with their shirty. But like, I don't know people who just eat popcorn. It's so good. It's I feel like it's healthier than like eating a bag of chips. 
It probably could be, but popcorn just isn't good. What do you binge? Do you binge things? I feel like you don't eat things. You just you just eat meals. Uh, yeah, I was about to say I don't really binge. I, I just eat meals. Um, if I was going to though, it'd probably be the one thing. My one weakness is probably uh, the flavor blasted goldfish. Ooh, extra Ooh, yeah. cheddar. Yeah, the extra cheddar gets me. Oh damn, those are dangerous too. I also stumbled on some great gummies yesterday. Interesting. I was in Walmart and they had these Jolly Rancher gummies. It was like half and half, and them don't slap. Hmm. That's that. mm, yeah, because you don't like you don't like chocolate, so you like gummies and shit. Yeah, I'm a gummy gummy candy type. Twizzlers, gummy bears, mm. sweetest. F- I don't really like gummy bears. Gummy bears are hit or miss. Gummy bears are usually too hard for me. Like their chewy is too chewy. Yeah. Gummy worms. I like the sour gummy mm-hmm. worms because it's not the same texture as like the regular gummy, but I don't like like the gummy worms. Bro, back in like middle school, I would like go to the Rite Aid and get the fucking big ass bag of the trolley like sour ones or whatever. Oh, those were dangerous. Can you imagine like what you were spending your money on as a kid? Like when you had five dollars and were allowed to like run through the grocery store and how different that how how disgusted I would be in myself now. Or I was getting like fucking chicken fried <laughs> rice from like the Chinese yo. Spot. yo, I was getting like a can of Pringles, three things of sweetest fish, and a Mountain Dew to wash it down. I was a sick. Or I used to be on those blue monsters. Ooh. Niggas <laughs> was drinking energy drinks because they taste. Oh, good. those are overrated. That's bang, bang energy overrated. I haven't had it. I just know it's overrated. You never had one? No. Holy shit! It's like cocaine in a bottle. Yo, I'm gonna put you onto real cocaine. V8 has energy drinks. That's like no caffeine, all natural. They taste amazing. The one, the one downfall. And it's supposed to be like just as equivalent to like a monster or a Red Bull without the caffeine. The one downfall is it don't give you no energy. What? But the shit tastes great. So you're just drinking V8 juice with and, caffeine. And it's got your daily serving of vegetables. Vegetables and fruit. Get the fuck out. I was like, damn, maybe I'll do this on my fucking 15 hour road trip. And then you said it gives you no energy. Yo, I drank three one day. When I was at work and I fell asleep like 20 minutes later and I was out. And now I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's because I was tired at work. I just like drank them to drink them and I still find myself like napping like 30 minutes later. Oh so, God. like, but they taste amazing. I really thought you had something there. Yeah, it's pro- I could probably just go get the regular V8 at that rate because this one's like a dollar more expensive. It just got better flavors. All right. I got one. Mm-hmm. Range drinks, if anyone cares. What the- is it? The rain drinks, what? the green apple rain. It's like R E I G H. No, I've never heard of that. Oh, it's pretty good. Last topic before we wrap up. Real, we can do a real quick on this. The uh, Pac-12 players that put out their statement. The hashtag We Are United put out in a players tribute uh, tribune. If you want to read read it. They basically were just having issues with everything going on right now within college. I mean, it, it was college football players, obviously, because they're the bigger people. But they were kind of addressing all sports mm-hmm. within the Pac-12, um, which is interesting because the Pac-12 is not great football right now. It, it ain't. 
Um, but they put out. I mean, it was a. It's a quick read for sure, and it was really good. Um, I'll give you guys just what their demands are, real quick. So health and safety. So basically, COVID nineteen protection. Um, you know, if you don't want to play, there's an option to opt out without losing either your uh, eligibility or your spot on the roster. Um, if you've signed like a previous agreement, um, that can be like a waiver. You can void that. Um, there should be some type of health and safety standards by a third party, which is all fair. Um, they want to protect all sports. So basically they're saying th these universities get a shit ton of money in there, you know, getting rid of all these different sports. Um, so they should stop that. And for example, they put Stanford University should reinstate all sports is continued by tapping into their $27.7 billion endowment, which I was like, oh, well, that's something. <laughs> um, they want to end racial injustice in college sports and society. So they want to make a task force full of leaders from all these different uh, colleges within the Pac-12 and have kind of meetings. In partnership with the Pac-12, a 2% of conference revenue should be directed towards players to support financial aid for low-income black students, community initiatives, development programs for college athletes on each campus, and an annual Pac-12 Black College Athlete Summit with guaranteed representation. Oh, that was it from at least three people. Um, and this is the only part where I think they got too bold with it, which was their economic freedom and equality. And the first one's fine. You know, if you want medical insurance selected by players for sports related medical conditions, including COVID illness to cover six years after college athletes, uh, athletics ability, eligibility ends. That's bold on one part for six years. That's a lot. Um, they put in the thing that we've talked about for a while now, which is the name image and like uh, likeness and rights and representation. So, Basically make money yeah. off their name. Normal. This is the bold one. Distribute 50% of each sport's total conference revenue evenly among athletes in their respective sports. I'm not mad at that. Here's the thing. I think it was a good yeah. ass. I don't think they'll get 50, but if you can get 25, 30, that's a win. So I think it was a good yeah. ask. I'm going to read the other uh, real quick. But yeah, a six-year athletic scholarship to foster undergraduate, which I don't think I don't have any issue with that. Basically, or at least some type of program where, let's say most people, if you're playing a sport, like, and you're not going to go to the league, give you a chance to come back and maybe even like a discount or something. Um, eliminate all policies and practices restricting, uh, deferring our freedom of speech. So I don't have any issue with that. Um, to participate in charitable work, again, fine. Um, and other activities that are outside of the mandatory stuff. Ability of sports to transfer one time without punishment, which is a, I mean, it's definitely a bigger thing within like football and basketball to transfer without having to get it like approved. Um, mm -hmm. Ability to complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft if you go undrafted. That's actually a really good one, too. Yeah, I like that. Um, That's been talked about for a while. Uh, yeah, and then due process. So I get what they were doing with that 50% one. I When I first read it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. But then when I thought about it, it made so much more sense because, like, you, how you said, you always go high, and then people are like, "What the fuck? No way! We'll meet you right here," and then that's where you really wanted it all along. So once I thought about it, I was like, "That makes sense." But fifty percent is preposterous. Fifty percent is high, but at the same time, for decades, the NCAA has got all a hundred percent of that, and most of the revenue they generate is literally because of those athletes at their school. Yeah. I mean, the only caveat is that, I mean, it's among athletes in their respective sports. I'm going to tell you right now, the baseball team isn't making nearly as much as the fucking football team. 
So it's like, but I mean, that's fair because it's, you're not making it. Um, I think the other thing is though, a lot of these bigger programs pay for the rest of these other sports to like be able to be around. Yeah. And that's what I was, I was telling Ethan and Kev when you uh, sent this and I was like, I like when they put in, for instance, Stanford should dive into their $27 billion endowment to bring back some. Cause they've cut like their bench track team, their men's swimming team, this and that. Cause those sports just weren't bringing them revenue. But it's like, yo, like over years and years, these other sports here have bought this school so much money. So it almost don't matter if that's that sport don't bring you enough revenue. Yeah. That's the case with a lot of the big D ones. The first program, because you know, because of Title IX, you gotta have an equal amount of women's sports and guys yeah. sports. So they'll cut their like this is how they cut it's kind of grimy. This is how they get away with having so few and few women's sports. They'll cut down their men's teams. Like, they'll get rid of the men's swimming, men's track, men's fucking swimming. Swimming and track are first to go. Some schools got gymnastics and wrestling. Those will start to go. So then the women's sports you have to offer are less and less. They've been playing a tricky game in NCAA for a while. It makes sense. So I like the Pac-12 for calling them out. Yeah, Pac-12 is good. That makes sense because then they're just like – Listen, it's not a sport, but we'll make it a club team so you can still do it. And then they don't have to have any parts of it. And then they, it's like a club has to just run itself. Like all the black issues they put in there, yeah. I like the uh, being able to have freedom of speech, the charitable things. The only thing that I don't necessarily love, because they'll still be able to get paid for the likeness. I don't like the 50% because that gets tricky. Because your star quarterback, when I was using this instance, when Lamar Jackson was at Louisville, he was the school of Louisville. The issue with that is you can't pay him the same you pay your third-string punter. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's going to get tricky. Or, and people are like, oh, he'll get paid off his likeness, which is true. He'll get paid off his likeness. Let's say you have an All-American two-time offensive tackle who's going to be a first five pick in the draft. Nobody's paying an offensive tackle off their likeness. Nobody's playing most defensive players unless they're flashy off their likeness. So you can't pay our three-time All-American the same as we pay our third-string punter. Yeah, that's... Because at that rate, I'm going to just go to a different school and get paid under the table because I'm going to make more money anyway. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the arguments when, I mean, this has been talked about for years is you can't pay everybody equally but are you going to do like a salary cap where you have X amount to do? Like it, it's, it opens up a bag of worms, which is why I think it should just be, I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm all for capitalism. Get what you can get, get paid off your lightness. And Hey, if you get paid more than another guy, he's not hustling hard enough. I don't know what to tell you. I think there needs to be, I guess it would be damn near salary cap. I think they need to agree on for every conference. Cause it'll be different for a conference. Mm-hmm. Because I was saying, if this goes well for the Pac-12, the SEC coming with one. And they come in hard because their sports matters down there. Because football generates the most money, and that's where football matters, the SEC. So it'd have to be by conference. But I think you would have to have a conference salary cap. Let's say, uh, God damn, I forget. Football teams got 115 people sometimes. Yeah. I say you make your salary cap a handsome. It's still college. You're still going to school. You make it a handsome you make it a handsome eight to ten million. Nobody is allowed to make over a million, and then you pay based off of who you think earn what. And I think you'd be okay. 
Because, I mean, you could still, like, let's say you knew you weren't good and you weren't going to go to the league. You could still be like, I'm on scholarship. That's more than enough for me. Oh, what does it take away scholarships, though, and then they're paying? No, you still get your co- – no, no, no. You still get the scholarship. This is on top of mm-hmm. it. And I think I think it would work because I feel like you could be like, 10 million is the cap. We got 150 players. We'll divide this money up and how we think y'all deserve it, this and that, this and that. Who brings the most attention? Who sells the most jerseys? Stuff like that because that's all checkable stuff. Who performs? Because if you got like all conferences, SEC honors, All American honors, that can help you get paid more. There should be like written ways that you can like reach the next. But at the same time, this is still college. This is not the professional. So you're not going to make bank. And as much as people are like, oh, they're making the school so much money, making the school so much money, give them this, give them this. Nobody's going to say that you need an extra 10 million in college. Like you're still playing a college sport. If you got 50000 a year, you'd be good. So if you could pocket a little money, nobody's mad at you. Um, it'll be interesting to see when people are still getting paid under the table and back alleyways because, you know, that will still happen. Yeah, that would be the deterrent because I I know for a fact some of these players made more than the money they would get by NCAA guidelines or Pac-12 guidelines. And they made more from the booster who came to their mom and handed them a check. So it'd be hard to turn that down. The other thing is, so if you're getting paid off your likeness, right, but they're selling your jersey and all that, do I get a percentage of that that sold? That would probably get tricky. I think when they're saying, like, off your likeness, you would get paid for, like, jersey signings and, like, appearances and shit. Mm -hmm. I don't think you'd get paid for jersey sales. Until someone negotiates that when they sign. I don't know if... NFL players get paid for their jersey sales. Hmm. I don't know. I know they get paid for, like, the signings and, like, their appearances and shit. But, like, once you think about it, if you, like, go to NFL.com and you buy, like, a fucking Jalen Hurts jersey, I don't know if Jalen makes any money off of that. So, um, apparently they do. I'd have to, I don't want to read all this right now because we're trying to wrap this up. But you do, it's a yes and no. Depends on the sport. So that should be a player association jersey. Yeah, so it seems like they might be getting paid. I don't know. Um, all right, anything, any other last little thoughts on the Pac 12 stuff? We'll wrap up. No, nah, that was it. Cool. All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. Little music and TV real quick. TV. I'm on that uh, Married at First Sight again. They back, they back, they back. I'm actually going to check out this Josh Peck movie to see what his movies is talking about tonight. And then music-wise, I haven't really been listening to no music. I just say go listen to the podcast. Go listen to the podcast. Solid. Um, I am currently re-watching Euphoria on HBO. So I'll recommend that one. And then music... Check out Jaden Hostler, his song So What. Um, TV wise, I don't know what channel I was watching, but I was started getting back into those like home improvement, buy a house, improve it kind of stuff. Those shows, those are pretty addicting. Um, music wise, Future and uh, Lucy Vert put out two songs. I think Over Your Head's a lot better than the other one. Um, shout out to Hoodville for giving me that recommendation. And uh, I think that's it. So we're going to wrap this podcast. Thank you for listening as always. You can follow us on Porch Talk, our Instagram and Twitter, Porch Talk No A. Same with Facebook. You have our Facebook page like that. Follow us on TikTok, Porch Talk No A. 
um, merch. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash porch talk. Find all the merch there. Um, again, you can listen if you're listening to us now, listen to us, you know, do a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, all that other stuff. We appreciate you and we will be back next week. Peace. Riding in the streets, try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light, get a black nigga shot.